0: This is Lampshade Media presents
1: Mel Meliman's Melanin Deficient Jamboree.
2: Xavier Dunson, I am so thrilled to welcome you to Lampshade Media Presents Mel Milliman's Melanin Deficient Jamboree. What did you say? What is this? This is uh, my new brand. I just rebranded. So from now on, my podcast will always be known for the rest of time as Lampshade Media Presents Mel Milliman's Melanin Deficient Jamboree.
0: That's a deficient name. That's, That's what that is. Mel, Mel, Mel that's too me to, many, like, that's a, that's good alliteration, but that's a terrible, that doesn't even roll off the tongue, dog, like.
2: Yeah, I mean, Mel Milliman is uh, just kind of a naturally uh, alliterative name anyway. Uh, you add in a couple more M-E's and A-N's there, and, uh, you Didn't want to
0: use Coco Melon.
2: <laughs> 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 Mel's Coco uh, Melon. <laughs> When Jason said the name, I was a little bit hesitant, but I told him I would give it a walk. You know what I mean? I'd take it for a walk, see how the name works out. You know, maybe, you know, you know, kind of like just see what the you know the name looked like with no makeup in the morning. You know, yeah, like kind of like, uh, like live with it for a minute. You, you can know? walk that back. You know, take it ret- no?
0: Return that with the receipt. Return yeah. to sender. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 I
2: mean, I was like, I usually I'm pretty excited about the uh, about a new name when I get one, which is you know it happens more than it should. But uh, I didn't actually buy any merch for this one. Oh, thank God.
0: What kind of mouthful? <laughs> you see people walking past, hey, what's that shirt say? Uh, Mel's, Marmalade mama, somebody's marmalade. who doesn't love a jamboree, man? Who doesn't love a
2: jamboree? A jamboree's good. I mean, there's like, I don't know, there's something to this. And it's like, you know, like I'm melanin deficient. So like, it's my jamboree. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like there's no melanin welcome. It's just my melanin.
0: Oh, is deficient. you know what i Melanin man? deficient.
2: Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Did you
0: think the jamboree was not, uh, what, what, didn't have any melanin in it? Well, yeah. That's uh, that's what it sounded like you were saying. I was confused. I was like, well, first off, that doesn't even feel culturally accurate. Yeah. Uh, now, get, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable.
2: You know, what, I'm going to think about this, actually. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little uncomfortable now. <laughs> let's, uh, you know what? Let's just kind of like,
0: yeah, this conversation's um, melanin into I, I
2: really, yeah, I really, I really, I didn't. That's that's very awkward now. Now that I consider it, <laughs> the uh, the way that looks, I I had no idea.
0: So glad to be black on this show. <laughs> 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 so Xavier,
2: do you uh, you got some you got some shows coming up here? And I, I, I heard you're playing at Dolphin Lounge. Dolphin yeah,
0: Lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be there October tenth. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, here. yeah.
2: Fuck yeah, so get out to Dolphin Lounge and uh, Insta. Check this dude out. I'm getting this stuff. I'm going to do this from now on. All right, getting these fucking tags off at the front before you fuckers hang up the phone and stop driving your car. <laughs> anyway, Insta, X Dunson TikTok, Xavier G. Dunson Facebook, Xavier Dunson. Check this shit out. Thanks, Doug. What are you doing on TikTok? Trying uh, to catch up with Alexis Nelson or what?
0: I don't think I can catch her, dog. Well, can, but right. I'll just do what I can do, you
2: know? Just make You're like, I'm just catching up with Jason Banks.
0: Yeah, dude. Literally, this man's, like, so far ahead, it's like, he's lapping me. He's lapping all of us. Dude,
2: I love those goofy-ass videos <laughs> that he too, does with man. the little face blurring, yes. like, where it makes his face look goofy. And it's just, like, this weird, like, aesthetic that he is, like, kind of, like... It's It seems like it's, like, not over the top. It's, like, anyone could kind of do this, but, like, his aesthetic of it is just always kills me
0: yeah he's he's mastered that um that craft within tiktok like the the way he has it set up with his characters and all the little situations they find themselves in yeah it's very funny yeah it's very funny
2: Dude, so when the when when the pandemic hit, it was like March thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth was the big drop off date. And My mm. show, uh, my the 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 last house show I did was in February. Wow. The next one I was gonna do was with fucking uh, Jason Banks. For real, he was headlining my 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 living room.
0: Oh man, I missed out on that shit, man. Hey man, you missed him before he blew up. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. missed him. He's still blowing up. He, he is. No, he's he's blowing all the way up right yeah. now. Yeah. Like.
2: Hopefully he'll still do my living room. He was, like, killing it back then, too. So it was, like, pretty tight that he was willing to come yeah. over. But, I mean, I pay, you know.
0: He's he's a chill dude. He yeah, he is. Like, I I've, I've, I talk to him every now and then. And, I mean, he's as cool as he was before, you know, I guess all the attention at then as he is now. Like, he is still a really cool dude. What what, what attention are you talking about? TikTok? TikTok. Like, he's been touring. These videos? He's been touring the country, dude. Like yeah? Going club to club. Oh, was, well, I
2: knew he toured and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that's picked up a lot. Oh, a lot more.
0: Well, he's amazing. He is. He's super funny. He yeah. Is. He's a uh, killer. He's a fucking killer. Yeah. Very inspiring for anybody that's a local comic, you know? Cause yeah. Because you know how you talk to people and they want to move to other cities like Chicago or New York or right. L.A., even even Atlanta and um, or even Nashville, and they'll talk about how you need to get to these bigger, more populated cities for right. comedy. And Jason has shown us a path that you can take without leaving the city. Yeah. You know? That makes he, sense. It's cool. Well, I,
2: and that's just using uh, the internet and different things like that to reach those same audiences. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, that was the only way you could reach anyone. So you might as well, right? Yeah. Why Why would you be appealing to just Columbus Correct. during the pandemic? Yeah. But now like now that it's over I guess he's got the the audience built up that now he can go bank on that.
0: Yeah, and it's also given a lot of us another perspective to consider with social media and all those uh digital platforms, you know. You're like, "Hey, how do I promote myself? How do I get out there to these other yeah. clubs and stuff?" And he has literally showed us a blueprint of how to do that. Be entertaining on one or multiple platforms online and give people a reason to want to see you live, you know? Cuz he's not putting his uh stand-up on uh on these platforms uh, some of them he does yeah but it's mostly the sketches
2: well like yeah i mean i i have some uh some comedians that that work with the show the listeners will know they like, do some segments and stuff and it's always fun to me like some of the segments they're just for the show and right. then some of them they like the material and they end up like turning it into a stand-up bit which always tickles me you know it's like i don't know which came first yeah they're probably writing it for stand-up and then made it into the segment, but it's kind of fun to see the different versions
0: of the material. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know it, what I mean? You always pull material from everywhere as a comic, you know? Yeah, there's no one place that um, you pull inspiration from as a comic. So.
2: I know you're a stand-up because uh, the first time I saw you, I think I'd seen your name around as, south. the first time I saw you was at Simon Fraser's show at Brothers Drake, yeah. which was dope as fuck. The crowd was not into any of the comics, <laughs> but it was dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for most of my set i had you did you did like yeah but i mean it was it was kind of a tough crowd anyway i think the thing that killed me about that show is that you have a bit about a person you know named nigolo yeah it's him (laughs) (laughs) and this is a mostly white crowd and you proceeded to do like at least five to ten minutes on the N-word <laughs> with a white crowd, which was kind of amazing to watch. And you just like kind of nailed it and everyone was like comfortable to laugh and acknowledge what was like, you know what I mean? But it was I don't know. It was it was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, uh, it might be my favorite joke to tell in front of a white crowd. <laughs> it worked. Uh, I mean, it worked. Yeah. Everybody, like, was laughing, you know, but it yeah. was also still like, like, okay, we're kind of on the edge here. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he dude. said it's okay, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's, always, uh, it's always a mixed reaction I get with that joke, but it's great because it's a true story. Yeah, you know? I believe it. Uh, the beginning of it, how I met the dude and how that's his actual last name. Uh, but everything else that I'm, I'm making jokes about, it, except the story at the very end, which is also another true part of that, <laughs> you know, joke. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun to tell and watch people's like varied reactions. Some people are like there for it, like every part of the story. And then other people are like, uh, can we laugh? <laughs> they're, yeah. they're like, it's, it's funny because like you see the laugh in their face. Like, you know, that yeah. silent laugh people get. They're like, right. I'll, I'll laugh to myself. It's like,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> you can see the lips m- pursing. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like the laugh without actual noise. <laughs> they're like no one will know I'm laughing, but I'm laughing. You sound like the musician that's
2: playing and being like, "I see them tapping their feet." <laughs> they're, they're,
0: they're filling me they feel feeling. They want to snap, but their their body knows what's up. Yeah, they can't help themselves. <laughs>
2: they're not gonna dance, but I can see their feet moving. God damn it! <laughs> no, you killed it though. Like Thanks, I was man. actually immediately like, oh, I gotta talk to this motherfucker.
0: Thanks, dude. Yeah. No, it was, it was fun. And I think that's my first time meeting you. I've heard, I've heard of lampshade media. Oh, really? Yeah, I have. Oh, I really? have. Yeah, yeah. I saw Johnny was wearing actually a shirt of yours, uh, Johnny Collins, uh, local.
2: Comic. Yeah, engineer and yeah. glitter boy.
0: Aspiring uh, sound engineer and glitter boy <laughs> aficionado. <laughs> yeah, no, Johnny's cool.
2: Yeah, actually, I saw, I saw, like that was the first time I saw Simon Fraser too, and really? uh yeah, and he, like, have you known him for a while? He's been around town for a minute, right? You guys? Yeah,
0: yeah, he's been for a few months. Did you come up um, with Mister Fraser? No, no. So I actually met him when he was fresh to town. Like he had just got here.
1: Uh, uh, I yeah? think a
0: week or two here. And uh, he was telling me about all his plans, what he wanted to do as far as like in com- like his c- comedy career. And um, I, it, he was kind of hard to believe. Like, dude, you have some. Ambitious. Very eager. Yeah. Very eager for a new guy. But um, following suit after that conversation, dude was everything he said he was. He was. Yeah. And, and more. Like he was making, he, his very first show he did here in Columbus, I think he had only been here about a month or less. He sold it out with over 100 people there. Oh wow! Yeah, at a new place <laughs> that wasn't used to having comedy nights. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna pick this guy's brain because you're new to town, you're not from here. How did you do that?" Yeah. Um, and he he proceeded to do that a few more times. One that's once at that same place, and then at another spot, which is the spot that you saw me at. Um, uh, and he's been doing a pretty decent job.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's yeah.
2: He seems and he seems like really fucking funny. It's surprising oh. to that he's fairly new is he is he fresher than you to the no 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 he well yeah he's newer than me but uh as far as like been doing like how long you been doing comedy uh
0: i started doing improv comedy back in 2009 and then i uh, started doing stand-up back in 2010
2: okay you've been, yeah. you've, been yeah. you've been you've been you've been around you, you ain't no young fucking buck. young young buck <laughs>
3: Something
2: I, like that. <laughs> it it made sense because like when you were on stage like you had that I, you can tell when somebody's been doing comedy for more than like three or four years, because yeah. when they're on stage, there is a, a level of confidence that, that, you know, you have to try to fuck with. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that just comes with time though, with comfort, right? A
0: ton of practice. Yeah. I mean, you get used <laughs> to bombing. You're like, well, can't bomb bombing
2: too doesn't hurt you anymore. It's just like, shit. Okay.
0: I, that didn't work. Doesn't mean that it doesn't feel like you didn't just bomb when you bomb, you know? Um, but yeah, it doesn't have as much power over you as you are when you're a brand new comic. you're like, oh, I could have done so much better yeah, yeah. but when you're a little more averse you're like, well, you know, that wasn't my best show. Um, but-
2: yeah, but I mean a lot of times too though like it seems like you're like comics are experimenting when they're bombing and you know maybe sometimes they're just not and they're doing their best material. Dan Hebri has a story about like, Trying to do his very best material at the (laughs) Funny Bone for a feature or some shit and just eating shit the whole time and like thinking that he's like putting his best foot forward. You know, like, like they all got, yeah, y'all got fucking great bomb stories. I love hearing a good bomb story. Dang,
0: man. I wish. Are uh, they
2: motivating for you as a comic?
0: I think bombing itself is motivating uh, in the moment. Yeah. It also feels like crap, but um, there's something about it that helps you keep pushing forward. Yeah. Because you can't always have a good set. I'm not even
2: a comic, but when I I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, I mean, you know, I'm looking for material. (laughs) <laughs> no but like i listen when i listen to comics tell their their bomb stories it makes me feel like good it makes me like like yeah we can we could just use that to learn and get better you know and i'm not a fucking comic so it
0: makes no sense there's no lose, there's no losing only learning yes uh yes, whatever <laughs> whatever crap that is i will say this um it's not the worst bomb i ever had but i did recently have a bomb that was pretty uh, reflective for me yeah um, you had to I, think oh dude so i did like this 20 minute set at this open mic and uh he just let me keep going and uh i didn't stop myself and i was bombing the whole time uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were bombing for the original amount of time and he didn't stop you I was just yeah just keep going i was like all right and i'm like thinking i could win them over I didn't win nobody over. I didn't win my. Se- I would have left. I would have left if I was in the crowd. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I don't like me. Like I don't like me either. But uh, here's what's crazy. Like after I bombed, not only did anybody cl- not clap for me when I got off the like mic, which was really like you know humili- humiliating. Um, this guy comes up to me after my set, and he's like, he starts telling me this joke that it's a daniel tosh joke <laughs> <laughs> so you're like i'm on to you motherfucker yeah yeah why well, i didn't i didn't know whose joke it was at first but then you know, like he was just telling me the joke and it was like this little quick one liner i forget the one liner was but like he just said it real quick and it was inspired by another comics set so he thought i was another comic telling me this joke and i'm like bro why are you telling me this like right now like are you trying to make me feel better cuz i cuz i bombed and so i walked up to him later on that night being sarcastic I was like, yeah, bro, hey, thanks for watching my set and being here tonight. I said that very sarcastically. He's like, yeah, man, I liked you. You had a good set. I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, yeah, I like bad jokes. I was like, oh, well, he didn't actually like my jokes. He just likes bad jokes. Like, I was so confused. I was like, did he just roast me? <laughs> the most subtle roast. I, I felt pretty humiliated. Ah. So I went home salty as fuck, like super Yeah. Sunny. Um, but a bomb like that made me want to like not be so bad uh, next time, and I wasn't. I actually did way better <laughs> the next time.
2: So you're like basically like, yeah, you bomb like that,
0: and then you're like, hey,
2: here's a good idea. Don't
0: suck. <laughs> Don't suck so bad where people have to come tell you professional comics jokes after your set. <laughs> you're said. Like, hey, I thought about this while you were sucking up there. It's like, geez, that's rough, dude.
2: Like the the idea that like. Like, you go see a band and they play a cover and everyone's like, yeah, could you imagine if comics, like, just occasionally, like, would cover a joke?
0: <laughs> like, has that ever happened? Um, I don't think so. I don't think there's joke I, covers, uh, comics like there. I are. I know
2: that, like, stealing a joke is some bullshit that needs to be fucking, uh, destroyed, yeah, right? For sure.
0: But, like, what if you just
2: honorably covered a joke, right? Like, what if you just called him out and be like, yeah, oh, this one's a, uh... This is a fucking Bill Burr out there for you, Bill Burr fans.
0: I think you can get away with that as an. I love Bill Burr. Uh, I think you can get away with that if you're doing like an impression of those comics, because then anything goes to like make the impression accurate, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I don't think you could do like a cover band version of that for comedy. I mean, yeah, like,
2: I don't know. Like, don't you feel like it's just as cheesy as seeing a a, a band that the only thing they do is sublime covers? (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs)
0: That'd be that'd be a little bit much. I mean, that's a thing.
2: Yeah. That... I mean, fuck. Like Sublime is a cover band. Like now, like yeah, the yeah. actual band Sublime is now just a Sublime cover band. <laughs> Not that I'm a fan, but I would just say it. Like there are bands that like make their entire existence and God bless them, get out there and fucking entertain people, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like their entire existence is just covering another band's music entirely, right? There's a Pink Floyd cover band that their whole life is just going out there and playing. Pink Floyd, for people that want to still hear Pink Floyd live, right? Hey, if there's an audience,
0: man, what? play to them, you know?
2: Yeah, but, like, we we got, like, George Carlin's fucking
0: dead. What if there was somebody that could play some George Carlin for you live, you know? I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you're a good enough uh, impressionist and you can, like, do those comics into the their material, there's nothing stopping anybody from being like, here's a new joke I think George Carlin would do
2: and then do, like, a brand new, like... Uh, that seems like that's a little bit more sketch yeah <laughs> like, but, like if you're just like repeating the fucking like seven like words you can't say or something like yeah, that's yeah. a like that's a bit that everyone knows yeah i don't know i don't know that's that's where my stoned ass goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh are you still comics do covers well actually there is a funny uh hannibal Burrish joke on, is there it's one of his first albums where, i just like, said that like
2: there is a funny, th- Hann- th- hannibal a funny- Burr- no he's hilarious he's super hilarious <laughs> well i think it's
0: his first album uh, where he's talking about how like he went to a, I don't, I don't know if it was a riffraff concert or like, or vanilla ice or whatever, but like the entire show, like the dude was just like on the stage listening to like his own music and, and basic vibing out to it <laughs> 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 with the whole, he did at no point did he do any like actual singing. He just vibing out to his own music. He all, just played it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people pay tickets to watch <laughs> this man vibe out to his own music.
1: Oh and uh, he did
0: a joke like that too. He's like, "Man, could we have comics, to do that, with I could just like play my comedy album and then just be out here like doing ad libs in between all the jokes." And <laughs> he played one of his old jokes and did it. It was super <laughs> funny. Oh my god! Is that, I, I gotta catch that sometime? Yeah, is, yeah. Where is that? Is that out on one of his? Is that yeah, on, yeah.
2: One of his uh, shows or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that's on his very first album. It's like his all second right. or third joke in. Dub,
2: I gotta do that. I gotta go check that out.
0: <laughs> well.
2: We have a very special treat. We have a brand new segment from Dan Seabree. It was a different time. Oh my gosh, I was just reading this article about a 19th century surgeon who performed amputation with a 300% mortality rate. Well, it was a different time, butter cheeks.
1: It was a different time with Dan Seabree. I've watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy, and I think human beings really like to attempt to play God with science. And much like God, people usually don't get it right the first time, and so I'm just going to talk to you about times that we figured, hey, this sounds like science. People used mercury in ancient China and Egypt, and they thought it would give them eternal life. Which is bonkers to me. Like, I'm 27, and I'm not depressed or anything like that, but I feel like halfway done. I can't imagine wanting to live forever. I mean, that's a long time to not have health insurance. But after the Black Plague, people decided to give up the search for immortality and focus on something much, much more important, treating syphilis. So, some guy that used to try to turn rocks into gold decided the best way to treat syphilis was by inhaling mercury vapors. Some side effects from inhaling mercury vapors include tremors, poor mental function, headaches, severe mood swings, and skin rash. But hey, anything to get fucking again, right? Because life ain't worth living if you ain't coming. I think it's safe to say listeners of this show have a respect for science and its findings. We trust those who have dedicated their life to understanding the properties of this universe and try to share that with us. So I don't feel out of line saying that most mental illnesses are the cause of demon possession. Look, the Lord works in mysterious ways, so the cures are hard to come by. One treatment that was used pretty regularly for demon possession was trepanation, or simply just kind of drilling a hole into someone's head. Now, the basic idea is, what if you make a pretty obvious escape route for the demon that's causing your mental anguish? If you make that escape route, obviously the demon's going to see it. He doesn't like being in your head. It's pretty cramped in there. There's no room to stretch, so he's going to escape. Boom. Anxiety disorder solved. Depression solved. Think of it kind of like this, if that doesn't make any sense. Think of it like a demon is a fly in your car when you're driving on the highway. And the only way to really get it out is to kind of crack that window just so the fly maybe notices and gets out. That's the same way to solve demon possession. I think it makes a lot of sense. Besides demon possession slash mental illness, it had loads of more practical uses, like a skull fracture, for example. They figured, hey, if you have a broken skull, and we drill a hole into an already busted head, it will heal much faster. Hey, you got headaches? Guess what? Let me just drill into that head. Let me get my Black & Decker. Oh, you have epilepsy? Let me get my hammer. This will solve it. One of my top three favorite drugs of all time is absolutely cocaine. And uh, apparently that's all it took to become a doctor in the early 20th century, is just to love blow. The first time coke was used medically was when an eye doctor dropped some liquid booger sugar into someone's eye right before surgery. Apparently, the patient couldn't feel anything, couldn't feel any touch or cuts, but had a lot of terrible podcast ideas. Then it basically became a wonder drug. They used to throw the coke at the wall to see if it would stick, and boy, howdy, did it. If you have depression from someone drilling a hole in your head, hey, do some coke. Forget about it. Can't sleep? Do some coke. You don't need sleep. Not confident? Now you're the most confident. Oh, you have a drinking problem? Well, here you go. Now you have a Coke problem. Dude, they used to have cocaine in dispensaries at bars. It used to cost 50 cents for a line. If I was alive back then, I would be so skinny. Before those electric paddles that they would, like, zap you with when you had a heart attack, before those were invented, doctors would perform smoke enemas to revive people. And they would actually just use tobacco because tobacco is a stimulant and it works very, very quickly. So if you had a heart attack and fell to the ground, doctors would quite literally blow smoke up your ass and bring you back to life. Same thing that Elon Musk does. Um, It definitely caused a lot of colon cancer, but hey, at least you get to die slower now, I guess. That's good. If you've ever watched any cartoon, you get the logic of everything standing on end when you're shocked or electrocuted. And that was actually the same idea for the original treatment for erectile dysfunction. They just said, hey, why if we just zap your dick to attention? Sounds to me like a bunch of mobsters came up with that idea. Yeah, she, we're going to teach your dick a lesson he won't soon forget. And if that don't solve your marital problems, we'll come back next week and your cock will be sleeping with the fishes. We all know that cornflakes are part of a balanced breakfast, but they're also part of a balanced way to stop your sexual urges. And that actually kind of makes sense to me. It wasn't like they thought eating a bunch of cornflakes was part of like a balanced breakfast and sexual health. The logic was more, hey, if we rub these raw cornflakes on your cock and balls, you won't want to have sex anymore. But they were also very progressive because they did this to women as well. And you thought you didn't like soggy cereal. But I, I could see how this works. If you rub any genitals raw with cornflakes, I'm sure you'd be at least off-put for sex for at least a few hours. Either that or create some weird fetishes, which would probably explain all of the weird sexy drawings of Tony the Tiger I've seen on the internet. We all know what a lobotomy is, but in case you don't, the basic idea is that if you sever a connection in part of your brain, whatever mental illness you might be experiencing and whatever emotional problem you might be suffering from is just completely gone. Basically, they're trying to feng shui your brain, right? Now, reasons for getting a lobotomy could vary. You could have anything from sleeplessness, schizophrenia, or just an unreasonable zest for life. The doctor that pioneered this was Walter Freeman. When he first started performing lobotomies, he would actually anesthetize the patient and he would make a small incision and just use a small drill to cut into the skull and make a small incision in the brain. But after about nine months, he figured, hey, that takes up way too much time and I got a show to do, baby. So he just decided to switch to an ice pick and a hammer and he would just stick that ice pick... Straight through your eye socket, which definitely sounds um, less medical than what he was doing before. But hey, this dude took his show on the road. He did a tour performing lobotomies in 23 states. He's got credits. That's pretty nice. His reign of terror did finally end, though, after 19 years when he decided to re-lobotomize one of his original patients in her living room. Pretty routine. He went in and as soon as that first knock was made, he, he severed a blood vessel and she died in minutes. Obviously, this this horrible idea was barbaric and it was terrible from the start, right? Just bad from jump street. But I have to say, for as bad as lobotomies are, they kind of worked, right? Like whatever problem you went in with is not the same problem you left with, you know? Like, and you could even apply that to other things. Like you have a sore back, give me five minutes, you won't even remember you have a back. Oh, your wife left you? Who's that? Can't focus? How about staring into an endless void for the remainder of your days? Yeah, it makes uh, SSRIs not seem so bad, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is Danny not the best? It's a a cool cat, I'll give you that. Yeah, Yeah. I fucking love Dan Seabree. Check out Freaks and Beaks, Rambling House, Tuesday nights. Shit is fucking fire. I'm not talking to you, Xavier, I'm talking to the general listening audience. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Have you you seen that show?
0: Uh, what, Freaks and Beaks, yeah. I haven't been to a show yet, uh, but I have seen Amber and I have seen Dan both live, they're both very funny, yeah. So I trust that they are just giving people a hell of a show, yeah. It's
2: been a great show, man. So everybody out there, check it out Freaks and Beaks, Rambling House Tuesdays. Good, nice show. good, show. so tell me about yourself, man. Tell me about myself, like, how'd you, like, how, yeah, how'd you grow I'm up? I'm black,
0: uh, I grew up black. Yeah, and um, (laughs) still black. Turns out, (laughs) no. (laughs) Born in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, you Uh, local Columbus. Yeah, local guy. Um, I've just moved around Columbus my entire life, dude. I've never been on the West Side. Yeah, North Side, South Side, and East Side, but never moved to the West Side. I have nothing against. Well, I have nothing against them, Uh, but uh, Hilltop and uh, the Bottoms have. uh, Well. I don't wanna live there. I don't mind passing through though. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: That's I mean, yeah. There there's some some difficult neighborhoods I would say there.
0: To put it politely, yeah. yeah.
2: But I feel like it mixed in there, there's also some like nice places to live. Like you know, like actually uh, yeah. Along broad street, uh there through uh that area is actually off of there, there's like north and south, there's like some really like nice fucking neighborhoods with
0: a lot of houses where people care about. They actually things. do have some really nice little. I think once a gated area that I know of, and then- oh, I
2: wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about way more like like solid middle like middle class, you know, oh, neighborhoods I see. like I see. like I'm talking about like you know lower middle class, you know, or something where it's like just you know people that are like just having a nice neighborhood and caring about their homes and like fucking working a day and shit. But like it seems like there's there's like like some nice places in there, but like I don't know. Man, gentrification is just such a huge fucking deal. It's a blessing. It's (laughs) like I have a perspective specific to my fucking upbringing from the suburbs. Well, from the country first and then like the suburbs, Mm. you know, but I didn't experience like city life until well into my adulthood like at all like at the time i started experiencing anything about the city it was literally gentrification that was bringing me into it Mm. i was a suburban churchy person and i was like oh well brunch (laughs) you know what i mean and it was like oh we got to go in the city and have a brunch you know that's the move like because there's the oh it's so cool you know oh fancy cocktails and like you know, and so all of a sudden we were driving into, like, neighborhoods we otherwise wouldn't to go
0: to uh, hipster joints. Well, I was kind of joking about it being a blessing, but it actually is a good thing uh, for some areas. Like, uh, there's an area over off of, uh, I Cleveland Avenue. Um, that whole area, uh, Cleveland. You're Hill. talking about, like, Linden? Uh, no, no, not, not Linden. Okay. Uh, like Cleveland and fifth area. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so that's just South of that. Yeah. So like it's close. Um, but that, I, rem- I remember like longboarding through that area and it being like, just almost kind of pitiful to look at or be in, be around. Yeah. And then like the way it kind of transformed over time. I don't know if that's gentrification or if it's just people are like, Hey, let's make this place look a little better yeah um we have a giant rogue fitness over there like it's massive yeah yeah yeah. um and then like up and down that street it just it just looks a lot cleaner now it just does and um that's why i would say like in some cases like it definitely helps to have that kind of you know insertion of other people who don't normally live there in that area just to kind of get the place looking better or you know have some effort not that it wouldn't normally be there but it always helps to have some fresh blood in the area to mix things up.
2: Yeah. I feel like there's some sort of, like, natural cyclical thing that is happening there, and I feel like it, it, it's kind of a natural, like, evolution, mm-hmm. you know, that once things hit a certain price point, you know, people with... Uh, with with, that already have a lot of opportunities are now able to like take advantage of it. It's there's like this certain price point, right. Mm -hmm. Where it's all of a sudden now, like, you know, a little bit poorer white people, you know, can now move in and and do something they want to do. Right. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's, it's literally a money thing. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously the case that money goes to more white people
0: yeah race uh, is
2: inherently involved, always, but it's always about money
0: yeah it's usually like a racial thing uh not necessarily racist racist yeah oftentimes but, though oh yeah I mean systemic systemic racism is definitely a thing um always always lurking like a lion but yeah. um I do think in, in in a lot of situations where you know maybe it may be a more favorable It may favor one side over another. Uh, It may may necessarily not be like a a racial thing. It may just be like a who had more money to take advantage of that opportunity thing. And that could be a white person or a black person. Um, But with those kind of situations, like uh, with Cleveland, like, I don't know whose job that was to like capitalize on all that open land. But um, it does have more of a suburban feel than it used to have. Yeah, rogue
2: rogue kind of did a number there for sure, and then I've always like like nine three four gallery is right there across from rogue now, right? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that place has been like what a what a dope little like enclave in the middle of the neighborhood that like that is it's so dope. (laughs) (laughs) I was working for this podcast called In the Record Store back then, and (laughs) they had this just dope ass little like school full of people living in it and it felt like so like like otherworldly that like we're walking through something that feels like your middle school yeah but it's actually like yeah that's so-and-so's apartment you know they paint a lot
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great um i <laughs> I don't know why, but it reminds me of. Uh, there's a record store actually right next to Scully's. Uh, you've probably seen it. It's got a funky name,
2: Magnolia Thunder Pussy. Yes. Yeah, it's a dope place. So
0: good. Oh, yeah, love that I place. Love, I love that place. Yeah, yeah. Is that your jam? No, I mean the fact that like there are like record stores out there still, you know, putting in work with the brick and mortar. And I- that
2: place was in the uh, short north when the short north was fucking, you know. Way more like fucking uh, Linden now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like on that part of Cleveland Avenue. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. <laughs> they were there for the for the long haul, but they were also at that fucking price point for like a probably a white owner to move into the neighborhood and be able to you know make an interesting business because uh, there was less risk uh, money wise.
0: Yeah, and that that's usually how that goes. Yeah, you know, the people who have the opportunity to capitalize. On. I don't
2: think like, I'm not trying to talk shit against that because sure. like they do bring money to that neighborhood at a point where that neighborhood is still a neighborhood. Right. They're actually like doing more of a good thing than, than the late
0: stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean the beginning, the <laughs> beginning stages of something like that, like gentrification, like it's, it, it, it doesn't seem too harmful up front. You know, you're bringing business yeah. to the area, foot traffic, money, you know, attention. And then, like you're just saying, describing the latter stages of it, it gets a little more hostile. Uh, yeah, you know, shit kicking gets,
2: shit gets weird all of a sudden. Shit gets real. Yeah, you know what I mean, for like real, you're, you're, kick, like, you're
0: literally kicking people out of yeah. like their their homes. Yeah, so to speak, that they've right. been it for a while.
2: Yeah, the price of their home is like a very small figure in these companies' books.
0: Yeah, and they're like, hey, how much does it cost to get you out of here?
2: Yeah, and we just want the space. Get the fuck out.
0: Right. Like it's it's not even like we don't like you thing. It's like we just want your space. We want your stuff where mm-hmm. your stuff is at. Um, whatever it costs you, we just want you to move. And so yeah. that's where it becomes a little more, a little more hostile and a little more, little more less favorable. You know.
2: Yeah. No. It's it. I feel like really weird about it because I feel like it did get me interested in the culture of my city. Yeah. I was like really completely unaware. And then I feel like, to be honest, like, and, and I, you know, I'm a little ashamed of this, but I feel like I just have to be honest about it. Sure. Like, I am the most typical fucking white person anyone's ever met. Like, I was just like, wait, oh, 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 I see. There's a there, there's a whole culture I don't understand, you know. <laughs> like I like that is like kind of where I found myself at some point in my life. <laughs> but like no, like but going out into the city did introduce me to other people, and all of a sudden I was educated by having people that I loved and appreciated. You know what I mean? I was yeah. actually close up with people, you know, yeah. so it changed me.
0: Well, the thing is, you don't know what you don't know, right? So the more that you open yourself up to learning things that you don't know. It creates a broader spectrum of understanding for you, so that's never like your fault for not knowing something. Yeah, but you, right. You have a different level of accountability to said topics or said issues once you have a, a more a, a, a better understanding, so mm-hmm. to speak.
2: I I think there was actually uh, there was a period of time where I definitely felt like I needed to shut the fuck up entirely. Because okay. I'm a very like as a you know I'm a podcaster I want to talk right yeah. and, and and I would always be real chatty and real opinionated you know and mm-hmm. and but I realized that I could there was a point where it was like okay <laughs> from what I understand your brain, hasn't quite caught up your habits haven't quite caught up with your actual motivations right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and there was this lag where my instinctually i would say things that horrified me
0: <laughs> oh, <for real? laughs>
2: not the worst things but you know what i mean like yeah, just, yeah. just things things were like that was not uh, that was not cool yeah. you know what i mean like like it's not like i was being saying atrocious things Sure, sure. but whatever
0: sound like you sound like you saying the n-word no 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 no, no yeah right. <laughs> no I believe you Mel I believe you
2: no but like I don't really feel that way anymore I, you know what I mean like I'll just you know I can go out and get in drag with everybody and have a good time you know it's not a big <laughs> deal like but like it does there was a period of time where there was a there was a growth pattern that needed to
0: happen yeah man
2: but anyway at some point gotta
0: keep moving <laughs> you gotta grow, <laughs> no, nah, dude. I mean, we all—I think we all have those phases of growth where we don't realize what we don't know, and once we can have that awareness, it's like, oh, snaps! Yeah. There's this whole world of things. Yeah, I've been so ignorant of. This is crazy. Yeah, you know. So I get it. Yeah. I get it.
2: Hello, this is Lampshade Media Presents. Mel Milliman here. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Hello. Oh shit. Is that Alvin? Is this Mel? Yeah, it's Mel. You know it's Mel. You know my number. Alvin, how you doing, man? Oh, oh, Mel, Mel. It's Alvin Marshall. Yeah, man. Of course it is. Of course it is. How are
3: you, Mel? Dude, it's, been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. Dude, good. Know? I'm so I'm it's, so
2: happy to hear from you, man. Yeah, hey, we got we got Xavier Dunson in the room here. We got Xavier Dunson. you know this, you know this dude?
3: Oh yeah, I love the Xavier Dunson. He has great hair. Great hair. You know, he's got the he's got the the, the tripod thing he brings around with him. He's great. He's great. I love him. I love him. I
0: hey, love you him. sound familiar, bro. You ever been to uh you ever been to this uh comic club over off of Fifth Avenue? Oh uh,
3: I don't know about that particular place here. I remember seeing you over at the Dolphin Lounge there. That's, That's where up, I said se- you sound familiar, bro. Yeah. Bro, you owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Why oh, 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 oh. I, I always pay my debts. Nah. You no, know, Alvin Marshall. There's one thing he does. He pays his debts. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not some kind of. You know, I'm not some kind of cheapskate here. You nah. know, I'm not a bum. Nah, you know? nah, nigga. I know you. I know that voice. That is. I remember
0: talking to you because you told me you had a good set, and I was like, "Thanks, oh, yeah. man." And then you like kind of you basically bummed some money off me. You said you pay me back tomorrow, but I haven't seen you since then.
3: Well, you know, it, it may have been my brother, Anthony. You know, we kind of sound alike. We kind of walk alike. <laughs> uh-huh. you, but it, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I just remember telling you you had a good set, maybe in passing. No. But, uh, no, nah, me personally, no, I don't owe any any kind of money here.
0: No, my, no money. My, my brother, I know Anthony. We've talked. Actually, I talked to him before I
3: got here. He did not do oh, yeah? that. That was you. That was you. Oh, no, no. I'm Alvin. He's Anthony. There's a, there's a completely different. Completely different names here. Yeah. Same voice, you know. Maybe slightly same appearance, but no, no, no. It's, it's
0: no. Totally, totally he, Anthony. He looks like a black Tony Hawk. You look like a Smurf. I know what you look like, bro. <laughs> oh, oh,
3: oh, I don't know if you know who I am, right here. I mean, now you're now you're busting my balls here. I mean, what are you? What are you? Well, what you, are you saying here? You owe Some me, kind of a joke to you
0: here? I, you you might as well be, bro. Like I said, you owe me money. I mean, you said you're gonna give it to me
3: after the show, and you never even. Co- What's up, bro? What's up? Well, well what's your cash yet? You know, if you got a cash yet, you give me a number. Uh, I, I, I can maybe see something, something happening. But at, at the time right now, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tied up right now in other investments, other investments here and, wow. and there. You know, tied to other know. investments. See,
0: see, That's why i like talking with other black people sometimes because you, you don't really understand. Like, I need that
3: money, bro. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tied up, Calvin
2: man. Kind of tied up. <laughs> you know, there was a time when uh, when lampshade media went hard for you and uh, and and really like you know dug in and fucking tried to get you that fucking banana yellow bick
3: back. Order oh, ban- banana yellow bick. You know what? Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over the banana yellow bick. I mean, we uh, went my in for you. Anthony. I feel like he got me a zippo recently, so I'm not really <laughs> pressed about the lighter or duty anymore. I'm mean, I'm over it now. I got a oh, good. I got good. a zippo lighter. It's Did- great.
0: Did you He's buy that with my it. dude's money, though? Wow, how much was it, bro?
3: You, so you how out here, you out here, right? you out here buying lighters? But you can't get this bad. fancy oh, my lighter, Anthony. My brother, my brother Anthony, might have bought me the lighter with the money that he owed you. He got me a lighter, gold big, He got my initials on it. Nah, he don't owe me uh, money, bro. You did
2: I think yeah, I think you owe Theater him Marshall. a fucking. Uh, <laughs> I think you owe him a fucking Zippo.
3: Oh no 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 no! This was a gift from me. It, it, he he compensated me. Because of Chris Doody taking the banana a big, he got it for my birthday. He got my initials on it. It's got ATM on it. My initials. My my lady friend. She calls it the ass to mouth writer. So I might need to scratch it out. You know, I don't know why she would want to call me that. My my initials are just Alvin Theodore Marshall. Why she would call it ass to mouth? It's just uh. That's it's that's disgusting. Kind of disgusting. You okay, never go okay. ass to mouth. You never go ass to
0: mouth. Alvin Theodore. <laughs> blah blah blah. Okay, listen man. I don't know where you live and I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'll find you. Don't worry.
2: Go oh on. man. You know what? We we're going to square this shit up. You guys, uh, you know, I I feel like I feel like you guys too w- would really love each other if you just like, you know, squared this shit up and kind of like got to know each other, right?
3: Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, what? I, I like I, I really really like his comedy. You yeah? know, he's got the one bit we. He uh, he uh he pisses in the girl's uh soda or whatever, I mean that kind of traumatized <laughs> me that joke there because uh, a few years ago baby back in uh in the third grade I had a bunch of my friends spit my Crystal Pepsi. It, it just was so gross. You guys remember Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> you know it, yeah. it was it was it looked like Sprite but it tastes like cola. It was delicious and these fucking jerk offs they, they they spit in it and it's all fizzy and. It's just gross. I mean, I like all your comedy, but the pissing in the drink, that's where I draw the line there, Xavier. That's, that's, uh, that's disgusting. I'll be honest with you. That wasn't
0: me pissing in the the drink, if you remember the joke correctly. Um, it wasn't you?
3: No. It wasn't you? No, there was just piss in the drink. Um, oh, come on. Come on. You look like a pisser. You look like you're pissed in a soda and you look like and a you thief. to that poor lady. And you look like a thief who doesn't pay people back. So I guess we're even, huh? Well, I told you I get mistaken for my brother all the time. You know, if he owes you the monies, I, I'll front it for him. You, you just know what? Tell me the amount and we'll square it away.
2: Here's what I think we should do, to be honest with you. I think right. I think we should fucking, you, I think you owe it to the show. You're a friend of the show and I, and I like bring you on here, let you like have a platform. I think we need to get Anthony on the phone. And get Tony on the phone. What do you think about that? You think uh you think we could talk to Anthony? I mean he's probably gonna we sound a lot to... like you, but like still like we'll just like I know, know we'll know.
3: I may be able to I may be able to arrange something right now. I think he's maybe uh I think he may be uh in the kitchen or something there. Hey Anthony! Anthony Hold on, he's he's coming to the he's coming to the phone. Anthony, it's uh, hey, is this fucking uh Xavier Duncil? You wanna talk? You owe him some money or something? Oh, oh, Tony! Oh, this is Anthony. Tony, this is, this is Anthony. What's up, bro? Hey, hey, how's it going? Is uh, what, 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 uh, uh, Alvin? Who was the guy? Oh, Xavier, the guy with the the bar molly, the Bob molly guy. How are you, <laughs> bro? This dude,
0: <laughs> bro, don't come for we me. We jamming, like that. we jamming, right? What, yeah. what, what, what are you out
3: here? Yeah. You were talking to my brother Alvin over here. He, 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 yeah. They about
0: some money? Yeah, bro, talk to him, bro. You remember we was at the Dolphin Lounge and um. Bro, like he had asked me for the money because he was gonna ask you, but you oh, y'all got a weird relationship. But uh he had oh, asked- <laughs> oh, 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 How much money did he owe you? How, how much are we talking here? Bro, it's
3: just fifty dollars. Fifty, fifty Alvin, you didn't tell me it was fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Look here, I uh look, you gotta excuse my brother. He's uh he's gonna like, you know, he said he front me, but he's he's lying here, you know. I can Yeah, pick that some money going here. I, 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 can, I can try here. Yeah. Am I on the phone? Who, who else is on the phone here? Who, who else is here? Ask uh, me, and Mel. Hey, hey, how's it
2: going?
3: <laughs> Mel, who? Mel, is this, the, this is, Albert, uh, is this the guy you were talking about? The Mel guy with the show? Yeah, that's uh, probably me. The man. Night White show. Oh, Web Media. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay so what's uh what's going on here did you want to talk to alvin again or did you i mean how can we square this away how can we, we just, get some money I, I just like you know i feel
2: like like i don't want anyone on my show to to just you know feel uh disrespected and stuff you know i just i, I just feel like you, you took this took this 50 uh off my friend here and you know maybe yeah. like you got 50 you got it
3: uh well you know we're both Tied in investments here. We're trying to get a uh, personalized oh, cock rings.
0: Don't do that, Tony. <laughs> What'd
3: you say? Into personalized, what? cock, personalized cock rings. Personalized. Yeah. Co- oh, wow. They're, be, they're bedazzled and whatnot. With your... With, your, <laughs> your, with your, your gamer tag or your nickname or your pet's name. Whatever, you, whatever you're whatever into. I don't need to tell them about the, the personalized cock rings here. No?
0: Bro, listen.
3: Well, well, we got an investment. We're we'll coming into a cock near you. You know, be on the lookout for. It. It's gonna be great. We, hey, we can give you some some stock in it. You want stock in the cock? Uh, Is that what you into? Listen,
0: Tony. I knew you and your. I knew you and your brothers in some weird shit. That's why I listen. Fifty would be fine whenever you can get it. But uh, right. I, I, I did not know that's where y'all's money was going.
3: Um, oh, we, we're we all tied up here. Oh, yeah, yeah I can we, see. We can totally get you the money, we can totally get it for you. You just, I, I, uh, time, I, don't, I don't think you I want that money time. anymore. I'm
2: very interested in this uh cock ring, so like whatever he's not taking, like a uh, lampshade media
3: is taking. We're it, we're, oh, we uh, could, We could totally do a lampshade. Could we, we do a lampshade of, media cock ring? Sort of cock ring for you, yeah. like, I, like a lampshade media cock ring. We, we got it all, all the sizes, all the. This is you know, incredible. We, we're even me. trying to make edible ones here, you know, flavors, all the flavors, like pineapple. Dude, you know, I have apples. always wanted an edible
2: cock ring.
0: Edible cock? What? Okay.
3: Edible uh, personalized cock rings, guys. It's the future. Hey, I gotta go back here and finish uh making this uh this sausage here. I'm gonna get the phone back to to Alvin. All right. All right. All and, right. Don't give me the don't don't pass me the phone again with the fucking chick All right. Okay. 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 All right, guys. I'm back. All right.
2: All right. Alvin. Sorry about that. You know my brother. You know, I you know for a second there I thought I was even talking to Tony, man. Yeah, they sound. Oh yeah, arrogant. like
3: I said, we're 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 Irish twins. You know, uh, I was born in in eighty three. He was born in eighty four. You know, we're kind of close in age. You know, kind of sound alike. Yeah, kind of look alike. But you know, yeah. well, inter- I mean, it's in the genes. It's in the genes. I mean, he I'm, told me about the cock rings, did he? Yeah,
2: he did. We 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 are we are now keen and aware. We are informed.
3: That is. Yeah. You Guys, got to get in on the cock rings, man. That's that's the money. <laughs> no, nope,
0: nope, nope. I, uh, I, <laughs> I know.
2: I'm
3: there. A, he's look. he's I'm not into that. the future. I'm into the future. I okay. don't want
0: that to be my future. It's I, the it's, a, my
3: it's future. The, the future, guys. I'm telling you. Me and me and Anthony, we got it. We got the cocks on lock. That's a whole. <laughs> the cocks, that's a whole lock. Lock. the <laughs> cocks on lock. The cocks on lock. Uh, uh, yeah, don't don't steal it. Anybody who is in they can't steal me and Anthony. We thing. would, no, never, steal
2: that, okay? we would can, never steal that. Okay, we would never steal that. You gotta
0: love it, dude. You can keep Thank all you. your all your dick business. I don't. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that.
2: What are you
3: t- What are you talking about? Dicks it's cocks. There's a difference. So, Not dicks it's cocks.
0: Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference Clearly. here. Yeah, a
3: totally different thing. Here. Totally
0: different thing. Here. Oh, okay. Please yeah. en- enlighten me.
3: Well, you know, a dick is uh, just—it's a dick, you know. It's—it's kind of, you know, swabbing in the wind. You know, a cock, a cock is—you know—strong. It's up early. It's—you know—cock a doodle doo. -doo, You know, (laughs) there's a difference. You know, big difference here. You know, come on, Xavier. I thought you were—you thought you were a smart guy. You look like a smart guy. I see you—you know—reading books and writings and—you know—I thought you were a smart guy. uh, Come on, there's a difference here. Come
0: Come on. Trying to give you a pass. He said my name wrong, but it's cool. We can, we can just ignore <laughs> that, all right, all right. uh, Okay. Man, well,
2: Alvin, thank you uh, so much for calling on the show, and I'm glad that we could solve another uh, crime
3: here on oh, Lampshade yeah, Media. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm over the, I'm over the lighter. The lighter is over the banana. Or Bic, yeah. I'm Yeah, totally over that. Good, I got zippo good. Now I'm invested in the cock rings now. I'm telling you, Xavier, you, you gotta get in on, on, on the cock. You gotta new, get on the cock wings. You're a new you. man. There's a lot of evolution in your life. I love I love you, Alvin Marshall. Oh yeah, moving and shaking. You know, I I try to come out to more shows if I could, but you know, I you know, I've been bedridden. I got hemorrhoids. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a rough, it's a rough patch over here. But you know, well, you know, Anthony's making me make me dinner over here, you know, and uh you're just having a good time having a good time we're gonna watch uh we're gonna watch our project runway after this yeah well on, that... a, on the on the peacock I feel like uh, I like, like to say cackle
2: that is uh that is uh just an amazing way to to end this phone call man. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny i like i
3: like Mr. I like fashion. I can't be a fashionable guy no, you would a, be a fashionable guy. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm always looking my best here. I'm always looking best. I got always my, my chest hairs out. I'm always looking great here. You know, it's the best. It's the best. But I'm, I love calling in, Mel. It's a pleasure to speak to you, Zay. yeah. We're going to talk to you later about giving you the money. If you don't want to invest in the cock rings, I guess we'll give you, a, you know, uh, give you a full mm. million. you know, a we'll little, little, little schmeckles here. A little money's figured out. Figured out on the back end. But, uh, guys, it was a pleasure, as always, Mel. Keep doing your thing. The Lampshake Media, Alvin Marshall. You know, we're, we're we're big time here. Hopefully, the next time you speak to me, uh, I'll have a I'll have a personalized Webshake uh, cock ring for you.
2: I that? am I am looking forward to that. You have no idea. Okay, I'm going to tell all, all right, my all, friends.
3: Oh yeah, you know, just uh, I'll call you later
2: to get your measurements. How about that? <laughs> okay. I mean, I already. I mean, I have them. If you need them right now. Oh, okay.
3: Well uh, send us to a text. I don't want to <laughs> yeah, I don't no, want no. everybody to know your business over here. No, right? Stick out just everybody knowing to, uh, to you know.
2: <laughs> no, it's good, man. I hey man, much love from Lampshade Media. We are encouraged by all the uh progress that you're making in your business, in your cock rings. And I'm uh and I'm and I'm uh very happy that you have a nice zippo. Xavier, like oh, yeah. you feel like things are patched up. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, oh. I think we're all square here, Xavier. You know, it's all love here. You know, keep doing your thing. I don't think you look like Bob Marley. I don't think you
0: look. Like yeah, him. so I don't actually think you look, think more like, you a look like Marley,
3: it. If anything,
0: actually, you look more like Gar- Gargamel with his. What's the old white dude's name on the Smurfs? You look more like him than yeah, that. Yeah, that's that. Like
3: is guy. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. I get that a lot too. It's probably because of one of the one of the missing chiefs I got here. But I'm gonna get veneers with all the right. money that we make from the cut. Come on.
0: Guess that would probably help you out a little bit, bro.
2: Well, I am glad you guys are friends now. Oh no, we're not friends. Oh yeah. um, <laughs> uh, Oh no, I
0: thought
3: we. I thought we were building over here. I thought we were building here. and, You know, we were. I'm being were doing the whole thing over here.
0: I'm being amicable for male's sake. Ah,
3: well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know? we're,
0: we're new friends. I don't need I that. Appreciate you that. know
3: what? It, it takes time. It takes time. We'll, 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 we'll mend this friendship eventually.
0: He'll come around.
2: You know.
3: You know it, things will work out. Yeah, He'll come around, it'll man. Work.
2: But like, definitely give him that fifty back. You know. Mm-hmm anyway hey alvin you have a good night man thank you so much for oh, you calling you guys in. have a
3: good one too here all right, all right. you have a good one night Night.
2: well i am uh yeah i'm glad to uh hopefully uh, start some closure for uh the whole uh you know alvin marshall situation here the alvin anthony marshall situation yeah it's awkward i i feel bad for you man I, I, I don't want any of that shit i feel bad for me yeah yeah
0: that's cool He's, yeah um Another guy that owes me money, and uh, we're, we're going to get to the bottom of it. So yeah,
2: that's the yeah that's that's the situation. We're get, we're here for you, you know. Thanks. It feels like family, actually. But yeah, you know,
0: it's cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unrelated
0: entirely to this subject. You like do it. You you have some some improv. That's how I started comedy back in uh, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Yes, sir. I started it uh, at Ohio State. Uh, with a group called A Floor Improv. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is still around? Oh yeah. Still going strong. All right. That's still a shout out, out then. Yeah, yeah. Shout out A Floor. Good. <laughs> I think I think they were responsible for how seriously I wanted to take comedy when I started like yeah. you know, doing it more often and outside of college. And uh, one of the guys that was in the group, uh, while I was in there, uh, Aaron Nemo, uh, I think he's still I think he works for uh, Stephen Colbert right now. Um, as a writer but he uh he was the one who gave me the initial push to like try stand-up yeah i did that first set that first stand-up set it's terrible (laughs) but he's like that was all right bro just keep going i was like really (laughs) was it okay and uh i just kept going after that yeah yeah and uh when i stopped doing uh improv primarily because i wasn't part of the group anymore you graduate you don't you're not part of the group anymore. You're just an alumni. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a bunch of old people walking around. You there. got four years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I um I was just doing stand up primarily. Yeah. And uh, that's when I realized, like, yeah, I, I definitely want to do this for for a living. Like, I want to do this thing. You yeah. This out. There seems
2: to be like a like a weird like relationship between stand up and improv, mm-hmm. right? Like like maybe contentious.
0: Uh I wouldn't say it's contentious, but. <laughs> There's a there's a back and forth as far as yeah. skill sets are concerned like
2: well like because improv is like uh all about being in the moment and knowing how to respond whereas uh-huh. uh stand up seems to be more about
0: planning so maybe
2: explain like sure. how I'm
0: wrong <laughs> Well you're so you're not you're, com- you're not completely off the mark you know So with improv it's very spontaneous you know you make yeah. everything up uh you practice the art of making stuff up you know Yeah uh, with thinking on the fly,
2: thinking is it, on the this fly, is like training wit,
0: playing off each other. Yes. And that's one of the principles, you know, you never negate your partner. If you said something, I just go off of it. And then we keep building that sort of yeah. idea. It creates momentum. Uh, with standup, you don't really have that luxury per se. Um, people sort of understand stand up to be this sort of structured beast in a way where like, you know, where you're starting, you kind of know where you're ending and then everything in between is kind of free game. So yeah. improv fits into stand up in that way, but um in the world of improv, stand-up only has a version of itself in improv. Like you can't bring stand up straight over to yeah. improv. Yeah. Because that violates so many different rules.
2: In improv, like are is there like no bits? There's just no bits? Because it seems like there are bits in
0: improv. Yeah. I mean so improv itself is like a tool. Right. And so we practice the tool of improv as the primary thing when you're doing like long form or short form depends upon how you approach it. But, um, let's say you're talking about long form, long forms where like you get a suggestion, the most, uh, the most famous form that everybody knows about long form from like UCB, upright citizens brigade, New York and Chicago, uh, is the Herald. The Herald is where you get like a suggestion or whatever from the crowd. And then you create this structured improv. It's like you get one scene. It's like an ABC scene then there's a game um and then you have a, a a1 b1 c1 then there's a, a group game and then you do like a2 oh a3 or sorry a a2 b2 c2 like at the end of the game but in all the setups they're all different
2: so this is dungeons and dragons for comedy <laughs> so to
0: speak, i could have messed up the hair a little bit <laughs> But um no, like the most professional form of long form improv within that structure, that's the herald. And it can be really fun. You're making all of it up though. So that's where you yeah, see like the yeah, bits. Yeah, the bits right. are more like the games, you know. It's
2: yeah, so you know like you gotta connect certain dots so that you can like, you
0: know, have something to move towards. Yes. Essentially. Like, right. Like you always have a starting point, whatever your suggestion is, and that inspires where you go next. Yeah.
2: It's almost as if like, like what if I like recorded the phone calls in this show before I was actually recording the interview, you know, <laughs> would that be weird? Would that change it?
0: Uh Would
2: that change the feel?
0: It would change the natural, you know, flow of it. Yeah. If you like, let's say you wanted to have. A, I mean, I
2: would never do that.
0: Yeah, sure, sure.
2: I would never fucking do that. That's absurd,
0: <laughs> for sure. But if you like wanted to like have a natural connection to like what was said in the call, and then like your post conversation, yeah, you would have to know the conversation before you had your reaction. You couldn't reference it. it. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't actually feel real. Yeah. It wouldn't feel real. You'd be contrived. I'd it's. That uh,
2: I think the reason I've never done that is because I think it's some some fake bullshit. What? I think some bullshit.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. that. Yeah. Anyway. I think the bit thing that you're referencing within improv, that's closer to the short form. Short form is when you okay. have short form is when you have games and you have different setups and different structures and like you play faster in short form. So that's stuff like whose line is anyway? Like with like Wayne Brady, you know, like sure, sure. that's all short form. Nice. Yeah, so like you're familiar with that. Most people yeah. are. But the long form you play a little slower. You get a suggestion, like the Herald, like the perfect Herald looks, it looks like they made everything up beforehand. Yeah. But in reality, all those bits and all those callbacks and all those characters, they're all made up out of inspiration from the suggestion that they got from the crowd. Right. It's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. And, and that's one of those
2: things where like the more you know, the more wowed you are by it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shit is fucking wild, man. Yeah. Well, Xavier. male. It has been a fucking pleasure.
0: You've also been pleasurable.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it has been such a pleasure having you on Lampshade Media Presents Mel Milliman's Melanin Deficient Jamboree. That's a
0: really bad name, man. That's, you, you know, that's, we
2: did put a pin in that, didn't we?
0: Yeah, that's. I'm glad that we did because it's got to change, dude. That's you're gonna scare black people away from your show. You don't.
2: I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So yeah. Um, the problem is, I really, uh, I'm, I, I don't have any ideas on oh, how to don't? move forward, and I do have uh, interviews scheduled, so I feel like I'm gonna need a brand.
0: You know what? I was, I uh, was kind of hoping that you said something because I, I do have an idea. Wait, you? Could yeah. you help me? Yeah, man, you could help me. I got a good name for you. You could give me yeah. a future. Yeah, I can give you a future. You ready for this? I want that. Okay. Here's your future of your show. It's called uh, uh, Uncomfortably Happy with Blacks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is my future.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. You're going to get a lot more black people now. I know you want to appeal.
2: I uh, I can't thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough, Xavier. You've changed my life. Hey, man. Me and my family will be watching you.
0: All right. Yeah, man.
2: What have we learned today? Kiddos.
0: Hmm. What have we learned? Let's run down the list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, first of all, we've learned that October 10th, you need to get your ass over to Dolphin Lounge and yeah. check this motherfucker out. It's going to be dope. Check your shit out on Insta at and TikTok. Xavier dot Heck yeah.
0: What else have we learned? Uh, we've learned that um let's see. Alvin is uh is a bag of <laughs> bag of shit.
2: Alvin Marshall No, you're thinking of Tony. Tony's the one that fucking took your money.
0: I oh, don't know, man. It's potato, uh, potato, potato, you know. We talked to both. It seemed like
2: you know, like I totally am like on the uh, on the uh, Anthony's take your money theory.
0: Now that I think about it, they did sound similar. So maybe. In the comments, if you could just vote, you know,
2: <laughs> Tony versus fucking Alvin. Tony or Alvin.
0: One of them I'm cool with. The other one I have problems with. Yeah. Uh,
2: somebody took the money, obviously.
0: Yeah. But. Tony seemed like he was cool. I hope it wasn't him. I
2: don't know. I'm team. Uh, I'm team Alvin. I think Lampshade Media as a whole. I've talked to him. I emailed him. Texted him. We're uh, we're team Alvin.
0: Okay. Well, just to be a contrary, I'm team Tony. <laughs> well,
2: otherwise, it's been a really good time <laughs> having you on the show, man.
0: <laughs> That's the one thing. That's the one thing. You're like, well. This has been pleasant up until now. <laughs> oh
2: man, we we uh, had a we had a fucking good time and we didn't even have to talk about TV shows to do it. That's
0: great. Do you want to talk about TV shows? No. You sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got something we could talk about. <laughs> Just saying.
2: We yeah, no, we we definitely could. We definitely could, but I think we could probably talk for several more hours, and we may even tonight, but that'll just be for us. I understand.
0: <laughs> Behind the scenes, check us out,
2: <laughs> no, definitely check this motherfucker out. Doing shit. I appreciate it, man. It's been so good
0: now. Anyway, much love. Thanks, dude. Likewise. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch voiceover by Ryan Branch and a special thank you to our sponsors Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden